0: Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. Thank you guys again for listening to this content and everything that we've been putting out, watching the videos, reading the blogs. Um, you guys have been great, and I've loved uh, getting to do this with you guys. So a couple little housekeeping things before we dive into today's content. Same stuff as the last couple of days, uh, but if you haven't listened to the last episodes, you may not know. <clears throat> Liz Orr, who is the uh, individual who runs the Instagram page, Rude Ass Enneagram, and some other stuff, is going to be on our show on Friday. I'm going to actually record that tomorrow evening. There will not be a live video for it, so if you want to take part in that, you will have to download the podcast. Uh, That's going to be really cool. I'm very excited to have her come and be a part of what we are doing Tuesday nights at 6.30 at Discovery Church in Colorado Springs. I am teaching a free Enneagram class. I just taught the one last night, and so next week we will teach the two. We're going through all the different parts, and you can pop into that whenever you want. Um, Come in uh, on your number only or come in for the whole thing. Uh, It's free. It doesn't matter. You just show up, walk in, and you're there. It's really exciting. So uh, it's a very... um, dialogue focused group. I talk a little bit about the type and give a little bit of stuff to work with. Uh, but then really, we just all kind of hang out and talk about um, talk about the content. We ask questions. We, we just dialogue with people who identify as that type or have a spouse who identifies as that type. It's really fun. It's a great way to start learning the system a little bit. Uh, and then lastly, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you could rate, review, and subscribe. It's super, super helpful to us. I'm going to ask you guys to do that every single time until everyone has done it. Um, because that's just, that really helps get us traffic and get us some visibility in the podcast world. And that is wicked helpful to us. So for those of you who have already done that, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you guys have chosen to do that. And uh, if you haven't done that yet, that'd be super helpful if you would please. All right. So that's all the housekeeping for today. Let's move on to today's content. So yesterday we talked about Uh, eights in relationship to the shame triad. So that was eights relating to twos, threes, and fours. Today, we're going to talk about eights and the final triad, which is the fear triad. So that's type fives, sixes, and sevens. So let's jump right in with type number five. So this can be subtle and powerful, or this can be really triggering and abandoning. Fives are known as the investigator, and they are an extremely cerebral number they live inside their heads and they take a sense of pride in their lack of physical need eights are far more in their body than in their head and they pride themselves on their earthly achievements so their their house their car their sexual and professional conquests and so as we've seen with other numbers these opposites can be really helpful so an 8 that's in healthy space so healthy 8 can help a five find their way out of their head and into their body. Uh, Fives are so cerebral that they can completely disconnect from the real world. Uh, They'll live entirely in their heads, and this can result in no real-world transformation coming from these brilliant ideas and brilliant ways of thinking that they have. Fives are super intelligent and super unique in the way that they think, but they're so in their head that it can be hard for them to actually take that information and make real-world change out of it. An eight can help draw that out of them, connecting their brain to their body and connecting them to the real world. On the other hand, as we've said, eights can be really irrational and impulsive. Oftentimes eights will act before they think and the outcome is not always what they had intended. So a five can help an eight to slow down and to look at all of the different subtleties and possibilities and possible consequences of their actions. So this can help the eight to be less impulsive and to formulate a plan and to execute that plan and to get the results that they wanted from that plan in the first place. So this dynamic of the eight helping the five put their thoughts and ideas into reality and the five helping the eight to execute plans based on those thoughts with this finesse and intelligence makes for a really uh, unique and really powerful um, combination. Unfortunately, uh, at lower levels of health, those differences become problematic. Fives, in their intellectual superiority, might start to regard impulsive eights with a level of disdain and and even pity. Uh, Eights, who have a strong desire to make their mark on the world, may view five's lack of physical need as a weakness, um, some sort of laziness which will cause contempt in the eight. And as the two become more and more unhealthy, the five will begin to isolate, fearing the eight's impulsivity and irrationality. And fives feel safest when they're alone, so they begin to become alone. And this triggers the eight's fear of losing control, which will cause them to lash out at the five for being secretive and isolated, which will only cause the five to withdraw even more. And it becomes a cycle of eights triggering the five to withdraw, and the withdrawal of the five triggers the eight to lash out, which triggers the five to withdraw, which triggers the eight to lash out, which triggers the five to withdraw, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, until it totally falls apart. Type number six, Uh, this can be a protective and loyal or a defensive and competitive relationship. Sixes are the loyalist, and they hold a really similar view of the world to the eight, Uh, namely that the world is unsafe, that people can't be trusted, and that an individual must always be ready to defend and protect the things that they love. Eights do this by openly displaying aggression and dominance. Sixes do this by forming tight bonds and alliances with people that they deem to be safe. So once the six has proven that they can match the eight's energy, and once the eight has proven that they can be trusted, the two will form a really tight and protective bond. Uh, From the outside, it will appear to be a very us versus them, us against the world mentality, and that's because it is. Um, This pair is going to build structures and environments that feel really safe to the people on the inside, so the people that they love, so their family, their friends, their teams, and their staff, Uh, but it'll be very imposing to everybody on the outside who would try to get in. So similar to the eight-five relationship, sixes can help eights to see things in their plan that they may not have seen before. The the worst-case scenario mentality of a six will help them to alert the eight to potential threats and potential weaknesses. Uh, eights will then counter those threats and weaknesses. So sixes really look up to and are loyal to the strength and protection brought by the eights. And eights are often really touched by this loyalty. So a six who who wants safety, who, who sees that the whole world is out to get them, and voices this to most other numbers, they're just kind of almost dismissed. When they voice it to an eight who they love, and the eight loves them, the eight will do everything they can to create that safety. So it creates this really... Um, uh, admiration in the six looking up to the eight and the eight is really touched by that because as we've said eights are kind of secretly compassionate and secretly a little bit more emotional than they let on and so to have somebody really look up to them and thank them for the work that they do um, can be a big deal and eights also admire the strength and tenacity in a six. Sixes also bring uh, a softer and more playful side to the duo So uh, in order to talk about the potential trouble spots between an eight and a six, I need to quickly define sixes in a little bit more depth. So there are, are two types of sixes. There's phobic sixes who are more outwardly afraid and they deal with their fear by seeking authority to keep them safe. And then there's counterphobic sixes who deal with their fear by shoring up their own defenses and rejecting all forms of authority. Counterphobic sixes, the ones that reject authority, often look like eights. So counterphobic sixes will clash with eights if they fail to come to a mutual trust of one another. Eights seek dominance and control, while a counterphobic six rejects all authority and control. So this pushes the six into an offensive mode, fighting off this perceived threat of the eight, which pushes the eight into offensive mode, fighting to dominate. So after a few uh, flare-ups completely erode trust, the two will go into a defensive mode, completely shutting down and regarding each other with hostility and suspicion. Occasionally, one of them might make a move for dominance only to be countered by the other. And then phobic sixes, on the other hand, they'll be more open to the eight's control because they're seeking that authority. They're seeking something to keep them safe. But their outward displays of fear and anxiety may be regarded as a weakness by the eight. So this will lead the eight to have some contempt for the six and not to offer that same protection. And sixes, um, similar to twos that we talked about yesterday, they're fiercely loyal and they may not leave the situation, which will cause um, some codependency and will only further irritate the eight who perceives the six as weak. Um, The eight will begin to regard the six as an obnoxious parasite and mistreat them even further. And this will feed into the six's conviction that the world is full of unsafe and untrustworthy people, which will only serve to to um to add gasoline to the fire of the sixes' rampant anxiety. Eights and sevens. So this can be energetic and bountiful or reckless and immature. Sevens are known as the enthusiast and like the eights, they're very focused on the present moment. Um, Both have seemingly limitless energy and neither like to postpone their satisfaction and will often act impulsively to get what they want. Um, They both have the energy to get way more done than a lot of other people, even if it's a bit disorganized and flighty. Sevens can bring a joy and a levity, sorry, a joy and levity to the otherwise moody and brooding eight. And eights can bring a healthy sense of groundedness and discipline to the frenetic and flight risk seven. Similar to a three, sevens can work a room and get people to like and admire them, which is a quality that's somewhat lacking in an eight. Eights can own the room, they can dominate the room, but it's hard for them to actually get people in the room to like them, whereas that's really easy for a seven. So this will help the eight long-term to achieve their goals on an interpersonal level. But with so much energy, If the two don't find a healthy outlet to express it, it can turn really ugly. So similar to the eight and the four relationship, um, fights are a really cheap way to experience intensity and to experience excitement. So massive arguments oftentimes full of creative use of foul language might be frequent. And as the unpleasant emotions become more frequent, the seven may impulsively abandon the eight. Sevens are really impulsive and they just sometimes leave when things get hard. So as the unpleasant emotions get get louder and louder and stronger and stronger, the seven might just bail, uh, which is a great fear to an eight because they want that control. They want to keep their environment controlled. Both types enjoy prodding the other and saying things that they know will offend the other. Again, really similar to the eight and four. I don't think that sevens and fours like to admit how similar they actually are, but this dynamic can really highlight that. Uh, Sevens won't be controlled. And they will flaunt the eight's lack of control over them in a bunch of different ways they'll be insubordinate and they'll be condescending and they'll highlight the fact that the eight has not been able to control and dominate them which will push the eight into that anger place that's often really unhealthy and destructive for an eight so that is how eights relate to the fear triad and remember i've said this on the last two episodes but i'll say it again on this one Uh, There is no such thing as a bad pairing. There is no two numbers that are universally bad together. There's no two numbers that are universally should avoid each other. And likewise, there's no two numbers that are always universally good together. Every relationship has its strengths and every relationship has its weakness. It takes growth and maturity and communication and mutual respect and mutual admiration from both parties to make any relationship work. And this is true outside of the Enneagram. This is true within the Enneagram. Any personality types can be a good fit if they are mutually respectful of one another, understand one another, and are really aware and understanding of themselves and their own stuff that they have going on. If you can have that, then any relationship can be successful. If you don't have that, any relationship can be explosive and detrimental and volatile. And so the work of the Enneagram is working to understand ourselves and working to help us to start to understand other people so that our relationships can be a lot more fruitful and productive in the long run. Great. So if all that is interesting to you and you would like some more uh, information on your own personal Enneagram journey, we offer leadership coaching, and we offer life coaching, and we offer spiritual direction, and we offer uh, a session where we just sit down and try to suss out what your type is. Any of those um, that might be interesting to you, just shoot me an email at at wade9leaders.com. We will get that set up. I love to sit down with people, talk about their Enneagram type, talk about how that can help them in their life, and move through some spiritual direction stuff with them. Wade at 9 leaders.com. send me an email there if you are interested in that, or if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, which comes out once a week, kind of lets you know what the overview of the week is going to be like and what we have going on, Wade at 9 leaders.com. we'll make that happen. Please remember, if you enjoyed this and you're listening on Apple, to rate, review, and subscribe. If you leave us a Facebook review, that's really helpful as well. Anywhere that you can review us and what we do that's super, super helpful, if you guys would be willing to do that, that would be really, really awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tomorrow we will have a new episode. Um, We might start on type nine tomorrow. I haven't decided. Part of me wants to uh, jump right into the part nine, but then part of me wants that to start on Monday because that would be more perfect and I'm leaning into my healthy one space. So uh, we'll find out. You guys will find out tomorrow what the episode is going to be. Uh, One more real quick piece of housekeeping Uh, I set out to make a podcast for you guys every single day of the week And I did that for a little bit and I think I only did it for like two weeks and it was super super exhausting And I need to set some healthy boundaries for myself So this is going to go from coming out seven days a week to coming out five days a week So I will be taking Saturday and Sunday off uh, unless something strikes me and I just make you guys a short little one. Uh, but I am gonna start taking those weekends off, uh, give you guys a break from the content and give me uh, a chance to kind of do some more planning and some back end stuff. So I will speak to you guys Thursday and Friday, but not Saturday and Sunday. All right, cool. I will miss you guys on those two days, but I think it's it's healthier for me in the long run to take that break. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you to tomorrow